Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. We are podcasting a Sunday morning Bible class along with a Wednesday night Bible class for all of those who cannot be with us at the building at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. And also for those who are listening in other parts of the country and literally around the world. We're so thankful to have the opportunity, the ability, and the means to be able to broadcast God's word, teach his word in depth and in detail, and we pray in a very powerful way to help souls all around the world through the internet, through the internet, the medium of the internet, as we podcast these studies on a regular basis. Now, since faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, it's important that we all get into God's word on a regular basis. Faith is not mystical or magical, but it is something that develops within us. It is a belief system that develops within us as we get into God's word, study it, understand it, believe it, and then begin to make the proper applications to our lives. And the more we get into God's word, the stronger our faith becomes, the more it grows. So these studies are important for everybody. We're thankful that you're there and that you want to listen. Now, if you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to be with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street. And again, we have Bible classes on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30, midweek Bible classes, Wednesday evening at 6.30. You're welcome to any and all of these services. All of these studies, all of the times we come together to worship God and be in fellowship with one another. Now, we encourage you to help other people in your life by sharing these studies with them. You know people, probably some within your own family, who need to turn their lives, their thinking, their focus around. They need to get serious about their spiritual lives, about their relationship with God. They need to be thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them along these lines by sharing these studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But Make that commitment and share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with everybody you can. What a blessing it will be for somebody to end up in heaven because you got them into God's word by sharing these studies with them. But that will also be a blessing for you. Also encourage everybody you can to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. And Either click on the listen button at the top of the home page or scroll down to the podcast link at the farther down the home page and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven. When somebody signs up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device, their laptop, their computer, their smartphone, their tablet, their pad, whatever one they choose, automatically they'll receive our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a really great daily short study seven days a week that we call today's Bible class. Only about 13 minutes each day, 
listen to it on your way home from work or on your way to work or maybe on your lunch break. Whenever you fit it in, it's only a few minutes, but it gets us into God's word every day. And that's important for our faith. And also they will receive Monday through Friday, daily radio program, Search the Scriptures. All of that is free and always will be free. And while at our website, they can download and listen to and most, uh, most of the sermons now are being posted in video format as well as audio, hundreds of sermons. Also, they can listen to hundreds of radio programs, and they can download and read through and study hundreds of articles that are biblically based and spiritually focused. All of that for free, and it always will be free. So take advantage of that. Churchofchrist.com. We're going to get back into our study of Exodus, and we have been looking through this particular book for some time. We first studied all the way through the book of Genesis, and then flowed naturally right into the book of Exodus, looking at the history first of mankind at the creation, but then also the development of what would become the nation of Israel through the bloodline of Abraham, going back to Genesis chapter 12. And then in Ex the book of Exodus, we see the descendants of Abraham through Isaac and Jacob. They have become, while living in the land of Egypt, they've become a mighty group of people population-wise. One to three million, probably, maybe a little more than that even, in number. But they had, been, they had been made slaves in recent generations. And so God sent Moses to lead them out of bondage from Egypt and lead them to Mount Sinai in the wilderness. God has led them there to meet with them at Mount Sinai, and he is in the process of giving them his spiritual law. He is molding them into the people that he wants them to be, and ultimately they would become the nation of Israel. He would lead them through Moses to the promised land, which would become their land, the land of Israel. And through their bloodline, God would send the Savior into the world, Jesus the Christ. Well, in chapter 20 of the book of Exodus, we look through the first three commandments in that group of commandments called the Ten Commandments. Now, this is part of the law of Moses, the Old Testament law of Moses that God is giving to Moses at Mount Sinai. Moses has been called up by God into the mountain. The people are still down at the base of the mountain, and God is giving Moses these ten basic commandments. Now, all of these commandments, at least in principle, are incorporated into the New Testament or into New Testament Christianity, with one exception. And that's where we left off last time. Read back through the first seven verses, and we read the first three commandments. God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image or a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, 
For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. So make no other gods before me, or you shall have no other gods before me. God is the one true God, the only God. You shall not make any carved images. Those would be idols. And you shall not bow down to them, not bow down to any other God, lowercase g, because God is the only God. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. We talked about that at the close of our study last time, how we, are, we should not be so careless and flippant as to use God's name in flippant ways or certainly not in profane and vulgar ways. And people who just spew seemingly without a thought in their mind, God's name connecting with some kind of cursing or vulgarity or profanity, they need to stop and realize what they're doing. They are breaking God's law when they do that. And they're going to be held, in, 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 held accountable. They're in jeopardy spiritually for using God's name in such a, a, a vulgar and flippant and, and disrespectful way. Oh, the devil has been skillful to cloud people's minds, to influence them along these lines. We need to be careful how we use God's name. We need to show him proper respect and reverence, even in the way that we speak to him or speak of him. And then we come to the fourth commandment, verse 8. And I said I wanted us to focus on this somewhat this time as we start. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What day is the Sabbath day? I hear people frequently refer to Sunday as the Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath. Sunday is the, seventh, Sunday is the first day of the week, not the seventh day of the week. When we go back to Genesis chapter 1, we look at Verses 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing 
that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that, that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, and to you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. In creating the world and everything we see on the earth, the, uh, on the, the, in the world and on this earth, including humanity, ourselves, God created all of that in six days. Six days. Chapter 2 begins, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. God created everything we see in six days. Verse 2 of Genesis chapter 2 says, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Does it say anything there about humankind being commanded by God to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? No. It says God sanctified the seventh day, the seventh day. He ended his work on the seventh day. He blessed the seventh day. He sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which, he had, which God had created and made. It doesn't say. There's no instruction there. Teaching Adam and Eve or any of their descendants or humankind as a whole after them to keep the Sabbath day as a holy day or a day of worship before God. Now that is a shock to a lot of people. Because a lot of people, they go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2 and they, misunderstanding what is said there, adding to what is actually said there, they assume that that was when God made the seventh day, the Sabbath day. And again, the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, not the first day of the week. They assume that's when God made the Sabbath day a day of worship for all of mankind. Scriptures just don't say that. You don't find, you don't find mankind setting aside the Sabbath day from that point forward until what we have just read in, Genesis, in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8, verses 8 through 11, the fourth of the Ten Commandments, when God now told the Israelites to keep the Sabbath day holy. 
That's the first instruction that we find in Scripture. And we're talking about thousands of years later. Now, in the Ten Commandments, the Fourth Commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. In the seventh day, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. And in it you shall do no work. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it but we don't read any instruction that that was to become and a commanded day of worship for mankind until Exodus 20 and verse 8, thousands of years later. Now again, that's a shock to many people. They assume from the creation account all the way forward through the Old Testament the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week, was always a day of worship. No scriptural record of that. No scriptural record of mankind remembering the Sabbath day as a day of worship until it was ordained as such in the Ten Commandments, the original Ten Commandments given by God to Moses and through him to the people of Israel. Now again, that's a shock to many people. But we need to simply speak where the scriptures speak and be silent where the scriptures are silent. Now what about today? Are we to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy today? As I said a few moments ago, all of the Ten Commandments have been incorporated, you will find them either listed specifically or by implication in principle in, Old Te in, in New Testament Christianity, except for one glaring omission. And that's this fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, why is it omitted? We're not under the law of Moses anymore. We live under the New Testament of Christ. We follow the gospel. Moses is not our lawgiver. But we, again, follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Jesus, remember what the Apostle Paul said when he died on that cross, he brought that Old Testament period to a close. We no longer live under the Old Testament law of Moses. That period was nailed to the cross. That's the dividing line when Jesus died on that cross between Old Testament history and New Testament history between the old law 
given to Moses at Mount Sinai, and the new law in Christ, Christianity. It was brought to a close. Brought to a close. Now, when do we worship God? The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, beginning with verse 1. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, so you must also do. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as, as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. On the first day of the week. We also read in Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, when the Apostle Paul was meeting with the church at Troas, Notice what we read. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, to partake of the Lord's Supper, is what that means. Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. Well... the first day of the week, the Lord's day. We're not under the law of Moses any longer. We're under the New Testament of Christ. The fourth commandment is not part of New Testament Christianity. All of the other nine, we find them either listed specifically in New Testament scripture or implied by principle but not remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That was part of a spiritual law for the people of Israel in a different time, the Old Testament period. We don't live in that period today, and we're not under that law today. Again, that kind of understanding is something of a shock to a lot of people. But we simply need to follow the scriptures and understand what they say and not make them say something they don't say. We're going to stop here and then we'll pick up with the fifth commandment. And we go into kind of a rapid fire listing of several commandments, six more which make up the original Ten Commandments. We'll look at those one by one next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to understand your will, your will, and to set aside our will, to surrender our will to your will as we read what you want us to do, how you want us to worship you, how you want us to follow you, how you want us to come to you through Jesus Christ, through your word, the scriptures. And again, help us to not be prideful. Help us to be submissive to your will so that we can walk with you in faithfulness. 
consistently. Help people open their eyes, Father, all over the world. Open their ears to your truth and open their hearts to obey. We pray this, Father. And please, we pray, please forgive us. Hear our prayer. Please, Father. Gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.